Hey guys, it's Joanne Miller with Addicts Are People, Not Paychecks with Carol Twilliger. And we're going to be starting this new podcast. Uh, We're looking for anybody that has stories that they would like to tell about rehab centers or marketers that they've dealt with in the online community. Um, You're more than welcome to come and be a guest on the show. Or if you just have some information you'd like to give us on the down low, and we, of course, would protect your identity. Um, We're looking for as much information as possible so that we can educate as many people as possible. So we hope that you guys enjoy the show. You can find mine, uh, my website, you can find it at www.holyshitrecoverynews.wordpress.com and you can find Carol's blog at www.theawakeningwithcarol.wordpress.com. So let's get the show started, guys. We'll see you. give everybody kind of a little update on how you're doing and um how many more days of facebook jail do we have to wait before you come back yes yes well i don't want to get into my health issues particularly because um you know my page has not ever been about me and i don't ever want it to be about me so i will just simply say that i am still getting better good good and uh yeah. And how many and, uh, more days do you have before you get out of Facebook, Joe? Uh, hold on, I wrote it down. Okay, uh, nine days and 15 hours. Sweet, sweet. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I wanted to, we talked real quick. We're going to play a little clip um, of Dave Ehrenberg. He, um, there were some re- recent arrests with the treatment alternatives, the owner and, or the owner's wife and her daughter and uh, as everyone knows you know um, all the marketers or a lot of the marketers rather from reliance um, and the whole clean slate team uh, went over to treatment alternatives so we'll get into that whole thing too but we wanted to play this little clip for you guys just to um we just think it's an interesting little nugget here so uh, let me get that to play one second from our Sober Homes Task Force to 85 arrests since October 2016 involves the largest kickback scheme involving labs that our task force has uncovered, both in the number of defendants and the amount billed. Between February 2015 and February 2017, Coastal billed insurance companies more than $141 million for urine testing. I want to put that in perspective. That comes out to more than $524,000 in billings every workday for a company of approximately 10 to 20 employees. Our investigation identified more than $6 million just in kickbacks to at least 12 different facilities. And thanks to our partners in Pennsylvania, Charges have also been filed against the owners and operators of Liberation Way. That's where patients suffered horrendous conditions. And our partners here today will give you more details about that. And thanks to our law enforcement partners from Pennsylvania and from around the country, we will continue to crack down on the fraud and abuse in the addiction treatment industry nationwide. The Florida shuffle doesn't end at the Florida border, and it certainly doesn't end at the Palm Beach County border. That's why cooperation and collaboration with other agencies are so important in this fight to battle an unprecedented epidemic that costs at least 130 lives every day across the United States. One way to make a dent in this epidemic and save lives is to fix the Florida shuffle by cleaning up the the rogue drug treatment centers and sober homes that perpetuate a cycle of relapse instead of recovery. Today sends a message that the labs that engage in kickback schemes will not be able to hide behind corporate walls to conceal unlawful activity. This shows that law enforcement will work together across state lines to fight a growing national problem that's making the opioid crisis even worse. Our Sober Homes Task Force will continue to work with other agencies and the good providers 
to shut down and arrest those who exploit the patients in recovery. Uh, thank you, Alan. Thank you. Uh, one last point. Quality treatment is a crucial component to ending the opioid epidemic. In addition to saving lives, our efforts will also empower the good providers to help those with substance use disorder to escape the grips of their addiction. Yeah, that was really, really powerful, wasn't it? Oh my goodness, yes. 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 I, I mean, I, I didn't, I hadn't really heard it yet. You sent it to me, and I hadn't had a chance to get to it. But my God, now I know why you wanted me to listen to it. It's so refreshing and so exciting to hear that just because you leave Florida doesn't mean that you're scots free. You know, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're yeah. out of the woods. Oh yes, and then. You know, I, I, uh, we were talking about this earlier, but I think about the arrest report that Jeanette Labossier from the task force had made with the Brian Milet arrest, I think it was about five pages long, but at the end, I think it's in the last paragraph, uh, Chandra's talking, and they're talking about Ohio and West Virginia, and um, which, you know, with what Dave Ehrenberg has said, that it is really refreshing and it's really encouraging and exciting that they are going across state lines, that they are collaborating with other agencies. And, um, I, you know, I'm so happy to hear that, you yeah. know, yeah, that they too. are working because, of course, as soon as I think of West Virginia, you know, from that arrest record on Milet, uh, you know, who, who are the big recovery advocates in West Virginia? Right. Well, there's uh, Rocky Meadows, uh, Rich Walters, Dave Zada, from what I understand, is living in West Virginia now. Um, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's living in West Virginia. I'm not positive, but I've heard that from someone locally yeah. there. But so he, he's spending a lot of time there, whether he's full time there or not. I know he's spending a lot more time there than he was spending. Yeah. Um, and there's well, I, so many others, you know, that, you know, that have taken off and, you know, are trying to, it seems like, stay away from Florida. Yeah. Well, I, for me, <laughs> of course, the obvious one, when you say West Virginia and you're talking about a marketer, is Rich Walters. Right. And, you know, now that these arrests have been made at Treatment Alternatives, that was Rich Walters' last job before going to Boca Recovery. And so you have Rich Walters now has marketed for four treatment centers in a little over two years, and all of them have closed down related to criminal activity. Right. And I'll just, you know, mention the names of all of them again, which okay. is Reliance, White Oak Run, um, Life Changes, and now Treatment Alternatives. Right. What about now, that one that Saul, oh, that's right, the one that Saul worked at with him, or supposedly it didn't close down, Saul just doesn't work there anymore. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I look at, and, and you know, we track this stuff, which most other people don't do. Right. And so, you know, who's really paying attention to recognize that Rich Walters has worked for four dirty treatment centers, and now he's at Boca Recovery. Right. Well, just real simply, logically speaking, if I was a CEO of a legitimate, doing all the right things, legal, ethical, etc., I cannot imagine hiring a marketer who's worked for four different dirty treatment centers before I hired him to come and work at mine. Neither can That's I. Crazy. But I will tell you, Carol. Um, and, you know, you haven't been in as, we talk every day and I try to keep you abreast with as much as I can and you try to keep me because you know things that I don't know. Right. But um, I will tell you that the, as far as Rich Walters is concerned and whether or not people realize this or that about him, it is changing. I, at one time, anytime I talked to anybody, it was always, I don't understand why you're mad at Rich. Rich is doing a good, good things. And, you know, they, nobody ever could see any wrong in Rich. It's a totally different thing now. I'm seeing a lot of a shift. You know, there's a lot really? of there's a lot of talk. Uh, they're they're recognizing first of all exactly what you said. His you know the track record of where he has been, 
people are yeah. recognizing that and they they're voicing it to me and I can't say who but there's some big people you know that are voicing it to me and yeah. um, not only that but they're also voicing to me the concern about the 13 step and and um, you know the two deaths of his uh, baby's mothers you know um, they're yeah. they're starting to see that um, you know yeah. more in the, the way that we see it you know and uh-huh. um, so I think there's definitely a shift happening you know and I think you see that too there's definitely yeah. a big shift and it's not just about Rich Walters but just about this whole entire situation people are finally opening their yeah. eyes and I mean like the whole Tim Ryan thing when I when I went after um, Billy Faf, they yeah. tr- they annihilated me I mean they had me you know so tore up and upset you know, because, I mean, and questioning myself, like, God, is he really a good guy? And I'm doing the wrong thing and blah, 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 blah. And, and I swear, Tim Ryan, I got one complaint. One. Uh-huh. And I swear, I think it was a fake profile. <laughs> you know what uh-huh. I mean? I couldn't believe right. it. I mean, when I made that first post, and I wasn't, you know, I'm not trying to just bash Tim or anything. I'm really, truly trying to make kind of like a... Um, almost like a TMZ or um, something like that for the reco- online recovery community. You know what I mean? Just, um, you know, where TMZ to me isn't, compared to, you know, Inquirer, TM- TMZ is is facts. You know, it's uh-huh. maybe talking uh-huh. about stuff that some people might think, well, you're just wasting your time talking about that. Whatever. Well, then don't come look at uh-huh. it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> but everybody's uh-huh. going to, everybody looks at TMZ just like they're all coming yeah. to look at, you know, my blog too. Um, well, and, and obviously, you know, those who think it, it would be very kindly put that I'm wasting my time, they have far better things to describe me than that. Right. But, you know, assuming that they, they believe I've been wasting my time and I'm crazy and all the rest of it for the last two plus years, who did I, who, who did I start with? Reliant. I know. And then it was White Oak Run. Yep. Did I, I have anything to do with the arrest or them going down? I'm not taking any claim to that. Right. But what I will claim is that my perceptions were accurate. Yes. And that all I was wanting to do is give people a heads up to be very careful if you're dealing with Reliance and White Oak Run and Rich Walters and, and the rest of the crew. That's right. Um, and, and then treatment alternatives. And, and look where we are. That's right. It's two over two years later. But the fact of the matter is, I I don't think I'm crazy. No, I don't. Well, well, you obviously you aren't. You obviously aren't. And no matter what, the the climate is changing. People are starting to see. I mean, and and not only are they messaging us, you know, privately, some of them are even commenting. You know what I mean? Publicly commenting about it, you know? Yes, yes. I just think that we're really, really, you know, and I'm not saying that it's just us that's making this happen because it's a lot of things. It's the, you know, all the other blogs of people, right? You know, the other podcasts, the news stories, you know, the, and then also I think a lot of it is also their bad behavior that people are witnessing anyway. Right. Exactly. You know, so. Exactly. It's just so exciting to me that. Um, and none of us, We're and, making and, some progress here. right. And neither one of us are trying to, you know, we don't want to hurt anybody. We don't want to hurt Rich Walters. You know, we don't want to hurt Tim Ryan. You know, all we would are in my perfect world. Anyway, I'll just speak for myself in my perfect world. Um, they would be made to not work in the um, industry any longer. And, uh-huh. um, if, if they've done something illegal that, you know, patient brokering, they pay for that. And whatever well, the only the only ones that are hurting themselves are themselves. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we're not doing anything to hurt them. We're just bringing attention to what they're doing. Oh, I know. I just want to make sure that people understand our motivation. You know, it's not like you know if they get arrested, we're like, woo, you know, not that we wouldn't be excited right. that we were right, but it's not because yeah. we want to see them suffer. You know what I mean? Right. It's not that. It's not that at all. Or well, even that we want to be right. It's just we. the whole point of what we're doing is trying to protect the people that half the time are mad at us anyway, you know? Well, what we're trying to do is possibly prevent someone, someone, I just always go for just that one, right? that we might help prevent someone from being victimized by them. That's right. That's so what that, I mean. You so know, those people aren't don't get hurt. Exactly. You know? 
We're not doing this just to hate on people for no damn reason. Right. Well, I can tell you that that I was hurt, you know, by these people. They hurt me, you know, definitely. Yeah. You know, definitely. I was, you know, victimized and hurt tremendously, you know, and that's what I want too is just to prevent someone like me from going through what I went through, you know, and and if I can do that, you know, and I believe that we have. I mean, I definitely believe that we have... Um, open enough eyes and if nothing else just put that little like I always tell you just put that little seed of doubt in there to where when they come across something that that might be a little shady they remember oh shoot I remember what they said about that oh I better pay a little bit more attention to this and then they they, they pay a little bit more attention and then they can make the decision on their own you know yeah yeah I tell you uh, I mean it remains to be seen you know I don't know if Richard's got such a great case for immunity going on that he doesn't wind up getting arrested. If he doesn't get arrested, it's because he's got immunity to snitch and rat somebody out. Um, But I do wonder, you know, what the Kool-Aid drinkers are going to think and how they're going to feel. Right. It's going to be sad. When the the arrest comes down and they see that this guy has been doing this shit all this time. And... And putting on this, you know, show for everybody. Right. And imagine how many people it'll affect, not only emotionally, but, you know, possibly financially. Um, Just so, you know, so many people that really believe in him. You know what I mean? And and I bet a lot of them kind of hang their recovery on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be sad. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be worried, you know, about a yeah. lot of people. I mean, I'll even be worried about him. I don't know. Um, I don't know if he will be able to handle um, falling from grace. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, he'll have his, he'll have his excuses. You know, he's going to say his attorneys advised him that what he was doing is okay because that's sort of going on down in South Florida. Um, I mean, he, he's going to, you know, try and worm and wiggle his way out of it. And he'll, oh, he'll yeah. take as much attention as he can possibly get out of this as well. Oh, I'm sure. Um, you know, what we're going to have to wait around if he is arrested is to see if he's convicted and and, and what kind of punishment goes along with it. Yeah. Um, I, this is a little bit of a... Uh, on the track but off the track of what we're talking about but uh, there was a post today and I've got it in front of me that Butch Warner made and if I remember correctly Butch Warner is with Huff Post does that sound right to you? I've never heard of that name okay um, at any rate he made a, a post with a, a link with it that are rare photos from Jonestown the deadliest cult in American history Mm-hmm. And at the top, of, at the top of this post, and I thought this was interesting because I I do believe, for the most part, as far as I can tell, I'm I'm the one that's always talking about drinking the Kool Aid, right, you know, right. and the Kool Aid mm-hmm. drinkers, and you know, I have to remember I'm a little bit older than most of these folks <laughs> out there, and they may not remember or know about where that came from. But right. at any rate, interestingly enough, Butch Warner made a post, and I. I feel like, well, thank you so much for doing that, you know, <laughs> and, and what, he, what he says, in case you're wondering where the expression for blind allegiance, drinking the Kool-Aid came from, this is it, horrible tragedy, the cult led by the psychotic Jim Jones drank poison Kool-Aid and died en masse, thinking they would find salvation, oh. and I just thought, you know, that's why I picked out that phrase and refer to right. these guys and what they're dishing out and serving up and that people are drinking poison. Yeah. Bottom line. That's right. You know. And that's what I used to so. say. I used to use that exact same phrase with uh, Billy Pfaff because that's exactly uh-huh. what they're doing. They literally blindly, you know, even if they, even when they have two baby mamas that, you know, uh, to my, in my opinion, were 13 stepped and ended up, you know, passing away from, um, you know, an overdose for, from their addiction, which I believe uh-huh. is very likely to, you know, at least me, I drink, I drink, I don't drink, but I use drugs to numb pain, you know, and right. I, I imagine that they probably do that too, did that too, and I'm sure they were hurt, uh-huh. and it's very likely that he let, you know, lended, you know, a helping hand with that pain. And I think that, um, you know, I think that people are, you know, even though they see that, they're willing to just 
step right over it and you know it's okay and they just keep drinking the kool-aid you know and as long as they say they're sorry then it's okay i mean you can't murder somebody every day and i'm not talking about literally murder you know even referencing the rich thing with the baby mamas but you can't do some horrific act every day say i'm sorry and then tomorrow do it again and say i'm sorry Uh and then tomorrow you know what i mean at some Uh point sorry Uh can't be isn't enough you know well you know one of the things that i see right now too and this is this includes rich and and tim ryan and that is this tim ryan does what he does he says because of the overdose death of his Right. And he, you know, takes some responsibility in that because they got high together, etc. Right. So he now has poured his entire life into doing this for his deceased son. Right. Well, you know, at a closer glance, I would say he's doing it for reasons a little bit beyond that. Right, right. But, but what I think is interesting about both Tim and Rich, and obviously this is just my crazy opinion. Right. And that is this. How, what kind of a father can you be when you're constantly doing this shit 24-7 and you brag that you work 80 hours a week mm-hmm. and that this is, you know, 24-7, round the clock, taking calls, and, you know, you work the weekend. Where do you have time for your family and your children and all of that? Right. That's a good, and good, now good question. And now I'm looking at Tim Ryan who has this little four-year-old girl, mm-hmm. daughter, and he's, you know, lost his other son to addiction, mm-hmm. and now he's got a little four-year-old, and he's just not going to be around. No, no. He's and, not. And he's got other kids, too. He's got a couple other teenagers, and... And, and yes, and they have some mental health issues and addiction issues and, and whatnot, and I just really have a, a, a problem with that, because here you have a, a, an innocent little four-year-old girl who needs a good example, father figure, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And you're doing all this stuff for your son that's, that's deceased. Right. Why aren't you pouring yourself into being a father? Right. And what kind of example? You know, you, you know what they always say, you know, women marry their fathers you know what i'm saying and right i mean what kind of example is he showing this little girl that you know you meet a woman on on january 17th and by february 16th you're leaving your her her mother and moving to california florida and you know what i mean i mean i mean i I just don't understand how this um what kind of example that's gonna be you know Uh and uh um I don't know. I mean, and I know that's, you know, that's their personal life. But our whole thing has always been, or at least yours has, that you're not saying that they are patient brokering necessarily. You don't know what they're doing. But what you're pointing out is the what they do in their everyday life that would yes. have to reflect on what kind of, you know, integrity they use in their job. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess if I was in the same position... I would be, I'm not saying I wouldn't stop, you know, being a participant as a recovery advocate or doing what I do in that regard, but I sure as hell wouldn't be doing it as much as they're doing it. Right. Tim in particular, where, you know, his girlfriend Jen even said they'll be living on airplanes, traveling to do their speaking and whatnot. Right. You know, you've lost a son. Right. But you have a live little girl right Right. now that needs a father. Like, what are you thinking? Right. Well, he's thinking about PPOs, you know, just like my article. Um, You know, everything, and literally everybody wants to know, why did Joanne go after Tim all of a sudden, you know? And I'm going to tell everybody right now what happened. First of all, Tim, me and Tim Ryan have kind of just always barely passed each other. You know what I mean? Like, we never... We've never really talked. We've talked like maybe once or twice on the phone about something really, you know, nothing. Um, And so I I saw him in Portsmouth, Ohio, and he gave me his book. I read it. I loved it. Read it twice, actually. Um, But and and for a moment, he kind of won me over a little bit with his TED Talk and, uh, you know, because he's really, really charismatic, you know, and you want to believe that he's doing all the stuff that. You know, he's because we do. We need somebody that can stand above everyone else and really lead the community. You know, we we do uh-huh. need that. And I yeah. really I wanted him to be that. You know, but 
when what happened was is when you got sick at first and I heard that he said well no first the stuff with your sister you know when uh-huh. he um, when he tried to cause more of a rift between you and a sister that were already struggling um, and he tried to cause even more of a rift with you guys um, and then ended up of course healing the relationship which was wonderful you know yeah, but, so, um, what, what jumps out sorry but what jumps out for me about this with my sister is he demonstrated his lack of integrity oh yeah he he demonstrated that he's a liar. Right. Yeah, he promised her. He had a, per, a yes. private conversation he gave with her. her his word. Yeah, a private conversation with her about you where she vented some things about you and her relationship from a long time ago that you guys hadn't mended uh-huh. yet. And she begged him to please not share that with anyone. And he promised her that, right? And he promised her he wouldn't. And not only did he share it, but he sent screenshots of it to people like Bobby McLean and you know whoever Nikki Lips was or whatever that name of that person was. And um, then they posted them on social media. You know, so I mean, so the bone I'm picking is I don't know what illegal shit he's doing. Right. I could, I could throw some ideas out there in terms of what I do think he probably is doing that's illegal, but I don't have the proof or evidence of that. Right. But he has proven all by himself that he's a liar. That's right. Right. So when I he saw that... He's a liar. He's not to be trusted. That's right. So when I saw that, that was the first thing that kind of caught my eye, you know, and made me start thinking about Tim and his what everything he does. But then when you got sick and he uh-huh. t- said... And I, I've heard and that he said it like, I mean, over and over again, that he wished that you died when you went yeah. to the hospital. That, uh-huh. I, that did something to me. I don't know. It really pissed me off so badly. Yeah. And what it did was, is I, it just put him right in the front of my brain. And I was thinking about him and I just started thinking about his book, the TED Talk, you know, him going uh-huh. and doing all these speaking engagements. His nonprofit, uh-huh. <clears throat> everything he does. Why does he do all this stuff? He, you know, and I realized, uh-huh. oh my God, everything that he does is to find PPOs. It's just it's increasing yeah. his chances of finding PPOs. You know, yeah. and then yeah. when I looked into his nonprofit, he hasn't reported on his nonprofit for two years. That's all public information. If you look at yeah. the um, blog that I wrote. Um, is Tim Ryan who you think he is? You'll see, there's a link there that you can go and look for yourself and see that he yeah. has not reported. Um, in 2015, he reported that he got like $50,000 in donations, but by 2016, he had doubled that. So imagine uh-huh. what he got in 2017 and 2018, okay? Right, and right. So that's why I started writing you know the articles and stuff about Tim Ryan was that I really for the first time realized that this guy every everything he does all the things that everyone thinks he's so wonderful for yeah are only just for him to find PPOs the nonprofit yeah. you know it's illegal to, for him to fly people you know for the treatment center to fly you from Alabama to Florida to go to treatment with a PPO uh-huh. the insurance doesn't uh-huh. cover that but since he has right. a man in recovery, a man in recovery can pay for that. Yeah. You know, so. Well, the other thing, too, that's jumped out is that he's nasty. Oh, my God, he he's is. Mean. Yeah. He's mean and nasty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he gave the finger to me on his video, I mm-hmm. mean, that was classic. Oh, you yeah. know, that was really, really professional. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, both of us have heard from people where Tim was really mean. Oh, yeah. People that he was supposedly helping. Yeah. And the way, you know, I've seen screenshots. You've seen them, too. In fact, I think some of them are in one of your articles. Right. I mean, this this guy's got a real nasty side to him. And that was his sponsee, that were, you know, the screenshots you're talking about, where he told his that someone that was supposed to be a sponsee to go kill themselves. Yes. You know, yes, because he it. because the sponsee had had a, a private conversation with their father because Tim wasn't answering the phone for him. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. he tells him, you know, quit being a crybaby and go kill yourself. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously? 
You know, and that's yeah. why in the little videos that I make, which are, you know, mostly just for fun, but with Tim's little videos where I make him just really cuss up a storm and saying the words junkie and those are the words Tim Ryan uses about this community. Uh-huh. In real life, uh-huh. Tim Ryan calls us junkies and he's not doing, it's not like a um, term of endearment, you know what I'm saying? You know, where you just, right. you know, this is, he, he doesn't like addicts. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. He thinks that, you know, if you don't do it the way Tim did it, then, you know, you're not good enough, you know, and, and he, uh-huh. he, he pretends like he's good with Suboxone and all that stuff right now, but I don't believe that he really is. I think that the times have changed and the, there's so much pressure for him to say that he's okay uh-huh. with it, that just like Rich Walters, they just say what they feel like they have to say, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. because I don't believe for a minute, just like Rich Walters said, you know, being on uh, methadone is like switching seats on the Titanic. It really doesn't matter. Right. The ship's still going down. You know, exactly. that's how he feels about it. And that's how Tim Ryan feels about it. And James Sweezy. You know, uh-huh. all of them. Yeah. Callie Estes, yeah. even. I, I listened to a video of her, or a podcast of her just the other day, um, interviewing James Sweezy. And she's against Suboxone and methadone. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, as I say, it's not, you know, what Jennifer Turner does, that she has all this evidence and working close with law enforcement or whatever she's talking about. That's never been my thing. So I don't know why she's so critical of me. I'm simply pointing out their behaviors, and I find so much of it to be questionable. Right. You know, with a, a lack of values, a lack of morals. Right. Certainly not ethical. Um, and my God, so far from how what I look at is a professional. Right. And so, you know, if I have a child that needs uh, treatment or a detox or whatever it might be, just because Tim Ryan's written a book and been on A and E and he's this wonderful speaker. I wouldn't want to deal with him. No, no, and his, because I couldn't trust him. No, and plus, his book is nothing more than a business card that he paid to have uh, paid to have published, and he hands them out because he can write it all off on his taxes. That book is not is another way for him to fish out a PPO. He's hoping yes. to for it to endear you to him, like it did me. It works great. It is a great book. You know, he has a great story, uh, but. Yep. Uh, that's what it is. You know, that's just, he's a salesman. That's what he's always been. And that's, yeah, he's, he's a businessman. That's right. That's, he's just a con man with an opportunity. That's uh-huh, what he is. Uh-huh. And, and so I feel like when you're in the business, if you will, of recovery mm-hmm. and you know, what recovery really is about and what it's supposed to be about, et cetera, in my opinion, there's not room for any marketers or CEOs or whatever title they may hold, if they don't have integrity, if they lie, if they deceive you, et cetera. That's right. I mean, what what doctor would you go to in real life that has lied to you and deceived you? Right. And yet you're going to put your life in their hands? Yeah, no way. No way. So I don't really, you know, I do believe that the bulk of the people that we do point fingers at and talk about, you know, are involved in criminal activity. I right. do believe that. Right. But to me, that's for law enforcement to handle. That's not my job. Exactly. But, but when I see that people are being victimized because these guys are manipulating them and lying to them and deceiving them. That's very concerning. Right, it is. Very concerning. You know, if there's ever a time that trust is needed, it's when someone is getting help for addiction. Right, and these people are supposed to be, you know, in recovery. You know, if you're contacting one of these um, recovery advocates to help your son, I would imagine you're doing it because... You like you like what you see in that person, and you're hoping that your child will end up in that spot someday. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if they can't yeah. even be honest now, and they're you know they're supposed to be the best that they've ever been, you know, and uh-huh. they they still can't even you know keep a prom a simple promise not to share a per- very very personal thing between two sisters. 
you know, and well, I mean, what was it? Within 15 or 20 minutes, the screenshots were public. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, for Tim Ryan, I mean, that, it's just, it's nuts, you know? And then what do you think about him and and this whole relationship with this uh, Jennifer, whatever, Jimenez oh. or whatever? <laughs> well, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what, the video that the two of them did, and oh. I, did, I did a blog on that. Yeah. Uh, it is it, just like, if, if people can't look at that and assess, what kind of people these two are right that are that are putting people into treatment my goodness i mean what what's up with it wasn't a very long video right but why would even any part of it be what tim does when he's farting right i know i know and i can see that he's absolutely so happy and you know and part of me um, is happy for him that he's happy. You know what I mean? It's kind of, so everybody. He, he's, yeah, he's happy right now. This is this, this, this is a joke. This is middle school I know. romance going on here. This is straight up honeymoon lust. Right oh, I now. know. And I'm telling you right now. I hate. I'm going to tell you right now, Tim, Mr. Ryan. You better keep your little uh, seat belt on because this girl is going to take your ass for a ride, honey. Because it's uh-huh. going to take all of about 15 minutes for her to get tired of Tim Ryan. You hear me? And yeah. she's she unless Tim Ryan's making some you know, we know he's making a lot of money, but he better be making a whole lot more than that too. Yeah, you well know? pretty pretty much from uh, my 68 years on the planet when I've seen relationships take off like theirs has mm-hmm. So, so quickly, so quickly, you know, I mean, they're madly in love and this living has been together and, yeah, for a couple months or whatever, you know, from my experience, it takes a, a good two years to really get to know someone. Right. But to be that madly in love and blasting it all over social media while you're talking about your fart. <laughs> uh, the success, the the odds for success of this relationship are, you know, slim to none. Well, what they say is, as quickly as it takes off is as quickly as it ends. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. If it's a whirlwind beginning, it's going to be a whirlwind, whirlwind end, too, you know? Yeah. I think that yeah, Tim Ryan really is going to get his heart broken pretty badly, I would say. Yeah, well, you know, and I found that picture of Tim and Jen and Mackenzie all on that couch uh, or bed or whatever it was. Yes. It's so inappropriate. That Are you was kidding horrible. me? That broke my heart for Kirsten. Oh my God. Well, it breaks my heart for Mackenzie. Yeah, Mackenzie too, you know. But I mean, I can only imagine what Tim's wife thinks and feels. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if, if, if Jerry put my child in the bed between him and another woman, I would, oh, I, I, that, I'd have to yeah, have a restraining I, I, order. Yeah, you make a good point, for sure. I you know, agree I mean, you. you know, Mackenzie, she's but little, just, you know, but that's also, again, he's showing, you know, the example that he's setting for this little girl, you know. And, you know, I'm, yeah. no, I'm no perfect mother, you know. I'm going through custody issues and all that. But um, all I know is, is that as far as, you know, as his wife is concerned, I thought that was so disrespectful to her. Yeah. You know, and the word on the street, you know, what I had heard um, was that, and it was from a pretty good source, that that day, Kirsten was moving out um, that day, and the very night that she was gone from that house, he had her in their bed. I mean, that, you know, with her daughter, you know, I mean, I just thought that was so disrespectful. Well, any any professional in terms of a counselor, or psychologist, or whatever, it, never do they recommend to get the child involved in a brand new relationship. No, no, yeah, you should be together two, at least three to six months, I would say. You know. Yeah, yeah, and and then to have her, you know, in a laying down position with pillows mm-hmm. and her in the middle—that's just not appropriate. No, no. I it was, really isn't. Yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked yeah. by that. I really was. And then now, uh-huh. so Tim Ryan, now it's up in the air. You know, I'm hearing, you know, different things. You know, some people say that Tim was let go. 
uh, from transformations, and others say that he resigned. Some people are saying uh-huh. that they that he he was asked to quietly resign, you know, that they wouldn't just fire him, you know, kind of like uh-huh. it happened at Banyan where he kind of had to resign. Um, yeah. But... Well, I, let me just ask you this. Why on earth would Tim suddenly resign from transformation? Because he has hooked up with this chick and she is bringing him into this whole... And you're the one that pointed out to me how all these little D-list celebrities are being brought into. Boca yeah. and all them by Darren yeah. uh, Prince. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and they're you know this is like a whole new thing. It's like the the new way to they since all the marketers are stuck and they're having a hard time <laughs> getting PPOs. Yeah, their new um, idea is to use these D-list celebrities that are half of them are still high. You know, uh-huh. um, I get that, but. Still, why would he resign from a transformation? Because did you see the treatment center he's at now? Wavelength? Uh-huh. And did you see in my article? That place is nice. Okay? Uh-huh. It's in California. I think they did just pass a law in California where it's actually illegal now to do patient brokering. But I'm sure that the loopholes are so big you could drive an 18-wheeler through it right now. Especially when they're not truly enforcing it, you know, nowhere near to the degree that uh, Florida is, of course. Uh, I'm sure they will absolutely get there, but they're not there now, okay? So, where the money to be made right now is in California, you know, and Uh only because they offer a lot of really nice um, treatment centers, you know, the flashy ones. Um, You know, the one that he's at now, Lindsay Lohan, I think it was. Um, No, I don't think it was Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. I know it was um, Nirvana, Nirvana's uh, wife. What's her name? God, I can't think of her name. Uh, the one that was married to... Um, uh, but anyways, there's been a whole bunch of celebrities that have actually uh-huh. attended you know, that treatment center. And, you know, people are people. All people think that if a celebrity's been there, that it's cooler than if a, one hasn't, you know? Yeah, so, um, well, and I, I agree with that, that he's you know, climbing another rung of the ladder to be a star and make more money and all of that. But I'm of the opinion, too, that transformation sees him for what he is. Right. And sees him in a very similar light, I would imagine, as we do. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I would imagine the transformation just all of a sudden said, this guy is bad for business because... Look what he's doing. Look how he's behaving. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not the only ones that see this stuff. No, I know. That I've heard doing. I've heard from so many people that have told me some horror stories about Mr. Ryan. You know, I mean, some yeah. horror stories. Well, I just believe that transformation, uh, you know, pulled out or did whatever, whatever their arrangement was for him to leave. I think it was probably brought on by transformation because they see right. a, a bad reflection he would put on their treatment center. Yeah, and that's definitely very possible. You know, that's definitely... That's, that's just how I see it. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of how I saw it, too. And that's kind of... A couple of the people that were talking to me about it, you know, they um, kind of, you know, alluded to that as well. You know, like I said, that um, they just kind of, you know, strongly... Um, suggested that he resign kind of thing you know yeah um, yeah yeah and so then he just well, jumped on the bandwagon for you know wavelengths and since he's going to be living part-time in california anyway uh, and because in florida it's so hard you know i think it right now if you know it's hard for them to make any extra money in florida for these marketers you know they if they're not right. on salary they got to be really careful you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, really careful. Well, and, and again, I would just say this. If he's living in California and he's living in Florida and Jen says they're going to be essentially living on airplanes, what kind of time does he have with Mackenzie? Right. That's right. This child, this is a child that's alive. Your son is deceased. Mm-hmm. That's right. Nothing more you can really do about that fact. And so, okay, it sounds good, looks good on paper that he does what he does for his son. Right. Okay? Right. And that, that sounds really good and altruistic and all that kind of stuff. But he's gone. Right. 
And right. you have a daughter that's here. Yeah. And coming up in, in the society and world that we're living in today. Mm-hmm. Why is she not your number one priority? Right. Mm-mm-mm. And he's, you know, this is the beginning phase. You know, like you said, this is the honeymoon phase. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, I mean, I don't see, I'm wondering if, if he will keep a man in recovery. Yeah, I'm wondering about that as well. You know, I was just wondering, and how long, if anyone that's listening to this knows the answer to any questions that we bring up, we would be so happy if you, um, you can either comment uh, under the uh, podcast or send us a private message, whichever you want to do, but how long can he go without reporting the money for his uh, nonprofit and still be able you know still be able to be a nonprofit there has to be a cutoff to where they make it to where he has to start paying taxes you know not be um, uh, you know not be able to be a nonprofit if he stops reporting the stuff that yeah. he has to do you know yeah yeah I mean two I years in a row mentioned... that's a lot yeah and I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on a podcast I'm pretty sure I have with you. But um, it was at least a minimum of a year ago where one of the detectives on the West Palm Beach Task Force reached out to me and wanted to know what I knew about transformation. Right. Oh, and, that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, I mean, I may as well say it. <laughs> they're doing whatever they're doing. But, you know, I, and, and same thing with Boca. Right. Okay, you know, uh, they're on the radar. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know, so who, who knows what will fold out eventually. And if Transformations is on the, the radar, he can be damn <laughs> certain. So is Tim Ryan. Well, I wanted you to know? tell you something. I mean, I have some huge news, Carol. I forgot all about this. I need to tell you. Do you know that today I was talking to some investigators here in Louisville, Kentucky. And you know yeah. what they told me? They don't know who Jennifer Turner is. No way. I swear to God. Isn't that crazy? Well, doesn't, that just, doesn't that just show you how backwards Kentucky is? <laughs> I mean, good God. I mean, that must mean that she's just a complete and utter liar. She's probably never spoken with a single solitary investigator in her life. I mean, how in God's name would they not know who she is? Oh, God. No, <laughs> and I say all that. Jennifer Turner, please, not yet. <laughs> and I just, just so the audience understands... I just said all that just because of a comment that Jennifer made to Carol that when she said that she had mentioned Carol's name to some investigator somewhere and that investigator didn't know who Carol Terwilliger was, that she thought that was proof that Carol had never spoken to a police officer in her life or whatever it was she was trying to prove. And I I thought that was so funny that I just wanted to point out that they don't know who Jennifer is here in Kentucky. Oh, um, if I may, and, and I, I, I feel like I'm sort of over talking about Tim Ryan at the moment, and I wouldn't mind if you're okay with it, to switch back a little bit back over into the Rich Walters yeah, Court, sure. and in terms of these four treatment centers that were dirty, that have closed down, that he's worked for, and, and you know, what the deal really is with him, right. that that he, you know, how how is it possible, and I'm... I'm asking this question to anyone who might be listening to this. Okay. How is it possible that I warned Rich Walters about Reliance before he even started working with them, that they were bad news, and for him to think twice about working for them. Right. So don't ever, don't ever let Rich Walters tell you guys, oh, he didn't know. Well, I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you something else that... When I was trying to get him to come to work for Reliance, you know, he was so gung-ho because he needed the money, you know. No matter who who they were or what they were doing, Rich Walters was going to take that job because he needed money bad, okay? But what I'll tell you that he said was uh, Bob Shepard was working for them, okay? And apparently Uh Rich, just from living in that area, knew of Bob Shepard, but he was, they were not friends in any way, or anything like that, and all he could do was tell me how bad he was, and that he was a patient broker, and he had, you know, all this and uh-huh. that, and he knew uh-huh. that they were, he worked for um, Reliance. Yes, You know what exactly. I mean? So he knew, if he, if, 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 he, if Bob Shepard was the, so bad, like he was telling me that he was, 
Um, yeah, and he knew that he worked for Reliance, then what does he think that means? Exactly. And I think what's very interesting that, that some folks may not be aware of, but when we talk about Clean Slate, mm-hmm. and there's three fellas that were involved in Clean Slate, and one of them being Mike, Mike Christie, mm-hmm. who goes also by Michael Laxton, and mm-hmm. the Laxton is his wife's last name. Right. <laughs> that Mike Laxton was involved with Reliance and White Oak Run mm-hmm. and um, Life Changes and then Treatment Alternative. Yeah. And Rich was exceedingly close with him yes. throughout all of that time. Right, he sure So was. even though Rich was changing places and trying to claim, oh, I, I, I suddenly realized that something nefarious is going on <laughs> at this place. And but the truth is, he still traveled with the same people. That's right. They may have been now different treatment centers, but it's the same guys that yes. are working with him, and in particular, Michael Laxton. Yeah, and I'd like so, to ask everybody listening, and I put a little excerpt of it in my uh, re- most recent blog post. Um, but for if you, if anyone listening, please go to Bob Smith's page and click on his yeah. blog. And go reread that article that he did on Reliance because I have a feeling like it was for me that I think a lot of people are going to read that in a totally different way now than uh-huh. they did. Because and just remember who Clean Slate is. You know he lists who it who yeah. they are. He talks about how bad they are. And remember that they were at Reliance. They were at White Oak Run. They were at Life Changes, and they were also at Treatment Alternatives. Who, like I just said. Just, you know, and Treatment Alternatives has been open for 22 years. Mike Laxton and the Clean Slate crew, they've been there for, what, a year? Uh, and and now the owner's wife and daughter got picked up for patient brokering. Yes. Could that now, possibly be time. a connection? Sorry? Could there possibly be a connection there? Who knows? I'm not I sure. Thought. Well, from what I understand, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but I'm inclined to think it is, and that is that Rich Walters and Michael Laxton had a falling out at some point when they were both the treatment alternatives. Mm -hmm. However, from my understanding, they're hooked back up again together, that they're they're buddies still. So, you know, what I'm kind of asking people to do is if Rich was still dealing with the same characters, the green clean slate characters, uh-huh. through all four of these treatment centers that have you know since closed down for criminal activity, right? It, how and I warned him. Besides, right? Uh-huh. How on earth can Rich Walters claim that he didn't know what was going on? Right. Especially as shady as uh, the clean slate people are supposed to do. And that's not just you and I saying that. You know, this is Bob Smith saying it and so many other people. So many other people. You know, um, and And, and and apparently the... Go ahead. Been tied up tight with all those characters this entire time. Right. And so now, if only because... Boca hired Rich Walters with the history that he has. Right. I'm sorry, but that sure makes Boca questionable to me. Yeah, it does me. It does me too. I mean, and and you not know? just and not just Rich, but I mean, who else is all working at Boca? I mean, is Boca the new Reliance or what? You know? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, who is pretty who, much who's all working there? They did have William Murata, but something happened with that, and he's no longer there. Um, uh, Rich Walters' uh, girlfriend, which I have absolutely no problem with. Actually, you and I both actually really like her and her friend um, that's working there. Uh, but who else works there? Well, oh, Drew Hicks. Day. Drew Hicks, which we uh, everybody should have a problem with him. Um, uh, Justin Carmichael out of Parkersburg, who's a longtime friend of Rich Walters. Now, see, I don't know that. I would venture to guess that they have more marketers than we even begin to know. Right, right. And, you know, yeah. uh, Rocky Meadows was with um, Treatment Alternatives. Yep. Yeah. And I just learned today that he has, like, uh, he, the, allegedly he has, like, up to almost, like, eight sober homes. I mean, Jesus, yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. 
I have heard though well, that Rocky Meadows does a lot of good too. You know, so just to throw that. Uh, Rocky out. Meadows was a marketer with White Oak Run. I know. And yeah. and and you're saying with treatment alternatives? Have I got that right? Yep. So he's got the same record. Yeah. So and when they say West Virginia, the two marketers that, that stand out to me are Rich Walters and Rocky Meadows. That's right. I, you know, how do you work for four different dirty treatment centers? I mean, are you dumb as a box of rocks <laughs> that you, you, you know, that all this time they were fooling you? Right, right. I mean, that's what he's trying to claim yeah. is that they took advantage of him, that he didn't understand what was going on. Bullshit. Right. Rich Walters is a street hustler. Right. Come on now. Now tell me this. Why in the world is Boca spending... Uh, Spending so much money on marketers. I mean, if they have such a great clinical, you know, wonderful treatment center, yeah. you know, and there's so many that are getting shut down left and right in Florida. So the competition is not the same as it always has been. You know, it's way less. Why yeah. do they need to spend well, so much damn money on marketing, even hiring all these celebrities? I have never seen yet, from my experience, which is limited. A, a treatment center that has poured as much money into advertisement as Boca has. Yeah, even even more than Reliance did. Oh, way more. Yeah. Way more. You know, they got Bill... <laughs> shit, Chris Ferry puts up a billboard to wish his father a happy birthday. Right. Come on now. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and I wonder how much it cost him to have uh, Kelly and them mention it on that TV show. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One quick thing I just thought of that we had talked about earlier, and I know we're going on and on here. Maybe right. we can split it up or something. But um, and that is about people saying that I'm a you know a bully. mean and and a bully. Yes, that I'm a bully and a oh, and I attack people. Right, right. And I really you know find that a little objectionable because. I don't really see that I attack people. I don't call people names. Right. I mean, in the sense that, yeah, I, I firmly believe that Rich Walters and the majority of these recovery advocates are a bunch of narcissists. Right. Um, but as far as, you know, calling them a pile of shit or, right. you know, whatever it might be. And, and the, the one case in point that really stands out to me, and there's many, but this particular one was when I posted the picture of Chris Ferry's wife on my page and she's holding the um, apple pie or whatever pie it is. Right. And, and she's got a pot holder in her hand with the Boca symbol on it, uh -huh. or logo. And the only thing I said was, the pot holder's a nice touch. I got so attacked <laughs> of where people are saying, how dare you, you know, make fun of the way this woman looks and right i didn't do that no you didn't you didn't what and, are they talking about and i'm so glad you brought this up because this is like almost a little advertisement for my next article which is there's a group um that there's only about 300 or so people and i actually um request to join today but surprisingly they didn't accept me um it's called um <laughs> The real, real talk about rehabs or something like that. And yeah. this group um, has a few people in it. I'm not going to say all the names. <clears throat> well, actually, I'll say a few names, I'm gonna, but I'm going to leave out a couple of really important ones. But one of the names that I'm going to say is Rich Walters and William Murata. And I have screenshots, okay, of everything, uh -huh. all of you guys, all you guys in that group, all the shit talking you guys do. I've got a mole in there, and I've got a screenshot of every single one. And I'm talking about going back months, months uh -huh. and months. So just so you know, Rich Walters, I have a screenshot of you calling Carol a rancid piece of dog shit or whatever, and much, much more, okay? So I'm going to be, this article that I'm working on, I was actually writing on it today, um, I'm going to be putting, you know screenshots of all of you guys being what real bullies are okay uh -huh. and i want to explain show everybody you know just what rich walters and jennifer turner and all them really think might of, well, you might as well throw Saul kane in there too right well what they really think of all of you 
I mean, think of the things that, that's all, well, you were, um, well, I didn't get any uh, screenshots, and I'm not, you know, and I'm not protect, you know, I'm not trying to protect Saul, but whoever, you know, the person that sent me, and I have numerous people actually sending me, I didn't get any of this, so actually, one had Saul Kane in it, but he didn't say anything bad, you know, about anybody. Well, I'll be glad to send you the screenshots I have of when Jennifer Turner and Saul Kane went right. after me on my page. Right, but I just want everyone to know, because I'm going to show you guys you know, the community, what being a bully really looks like, you know, and one of the uh-huh. other things that I talk about in the article is, and I've said this before, you know, I uh-huh. have, you have attacked me over the time, over the years, just as hard or as anyone else. And uh-huh. never once did I ever feel like I was being bullied. Okay. You know, I felt like, I felt like you didn't know what you were talking about, you know, and that you were being misled and most of the time I knew who was misleading you, you know, and, um, and I just didn't go look, you know, Uh and, but you never were calling me a bitch, stupid, uh, ugly, Uh um, (laughs) you know, fat, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, where all these people like Cody Delgado or whatever his damn name is, you know, calling you horrific names. Yeah. Tell me to lick his balls. Like, what? (laughs) And people calling you pretending like they're you know, Hawk Hogan and, you know, saying oh, sexual yeah. things to you, you know, sexually harassing you even. I mean, it, uh-huh. it, it's, it's just disgusting. Yeah. So uh-huh. everybody that wants to hear about that, because I'm going to say so many names of so many people that all of you know, and let's just see if maybe you were being talked about. You might want to go check it out because you might be one of them. Uh-huh. And that article will be uh-huh. out either tonight in the next two or three days. I have a lot of screen. Well, I have a lot of screenshots to go through. Yeah, well, I, I still find it extremely curious that, like, Jennifer Turner, for example. Right. Why is she? Why does she want to be so aggressive and mean towards me and whatnot? She does what I she does, and I do what I do. I I don't get it. What What do you care what I'm doing, Jennifer? Right. You know what? Yes. Because she's what do more. You care? She's more important than you, and you need to know that. Well, I guess <laughs> she's made her point. Um, and and then also with Rich Walters, and uh, you know the the things he has to say about me and whatnot. And what I find really interesting about that is, oh my God, how many followers does Rich have? You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> tons. Yeah. And, and you've got all these followers and I have this little poopy Facebook page and you all say I'm crazy and you need to be uh, put in a mental hospital Mm -hmm. and you know whatever else. Take your meds and whatever else. Yeah Yeah. so if if I really am crazy and Mm -hmm. mentally ill and and a bully and whatever else why do you even give me the time of day? Because what you're saying, so much of what you're saying, and I'm not saying that everything we say is right, because I'm sure it's not all right. I'm sure we miss the mark plenty of times. But it's Uh obvious that we are hitting the mark enough that they cannot stop paying attention, and it just drives them batshit crazy. Because like I said a million times, I never went, I just wouldn't even look at your page because I knew it was bullshit. I yeah. knew that I didn't do that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, yeah. who gives a shit? I know I'm not Pammy Tur- Turley or whatever her name is, so whatever, you uh-huh. know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so that's what I, they I would do, too. Throw, I want to throw this in here real quick, okay. too. Um, you know, I would say the majority of the people on my friends list are either fake profiles or the bad guys. Right, you know? right. And... Um, but what I find interesting is, uh, and I've been in Facebook jail now for about three weeks, and I, I consistently get a few friend requests on a regular basis. Right. And what I find very interesting in terms of if they're not a fake profile or some bullshit, that the people that are sending me these friend requests are psychologists. Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, a doctor's. Um, you know, people that are professional. Right, right. And, you know, they seem to be interested in what I have to say. And oh, I yeah. don't think it's because they're doing some psych eval on me. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right, right. So, you know, just, just so y'all know, Rich Walters, et cetera, et cetera, that I 
have quite a few friends that um, are intelligent and they're professional. And, you know, if, it, if what I do gets out to them, then you've got to know that word travels in their circle. Oh, yeah. And then it just, you know, goes out and out. And so, you know, I, I love that. I just love that, that, um, you know, I, I keep getting friend requests from that people that are legit people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and that may be what they're worried about. That's what it is. They know that, I mean, what was, I can't remember what it was, but the... Uh, a month or so ago, and don't if you remember what it is, don't even mention it because I don't want their name to be said. But someone had called me and given me some information, and then I called you and told you that information, and you posted it on your page, and literally within like 30 seconds, it had gotten around to like 15 people, and that the other person was like, "Damn, that." Was